Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Oh, folks, panic's breaking out everywhere now. Looks like the Clinton Foundation may get a look-see up on Capitol Hill and everybody's freaking out. Um, Of course, because nobody wants to look into that kind of stuff. They only want to look at the Trump. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? I am getting all set for Thanksgiving, Dan. Yeah, me too. Yep. I like to, I bought my daughter those Entenmann's double chocolate oh. donuts. She loves my oh. six-year-old's been talking about them all week. And the old classic Entenmann's cookies. Entenmann's, that was my thing growing up. Remember, yeah, I, 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 they don't even pay to advertise, but everybody <laughs> loves Entenmann's, right? Oh, growing yeah. up, that was my thing. The crumb donuts on top. We love the Entenmann's. So mm-hmm. I've got a lot to get to today. There's some breaking news about Uh, Some investigation going on now uh, into the Clinton Foundation being led by Mark Meadows up on the hill. They want some information about what's going on. I hadn't heard that yet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Of course you haven't because the media is downplaying it all. And and, and even some conservatives. I got some email yesterday uh, with some emails yesterday from conservatives, which I don't understand. They're like, oh, I'm tired of hearing about all this stuff. Nothing ever happens. Well, something's happening. What do you want me to tell you? They're going for a hearing up on the hill. Yeah. About what Huber, the United States attorney assigned by Jeff Sessions, former AG, to look into the Clinton Foundation, they want a hearing up on the Hill about what he's doing. That's something happening. I mean, uh, you know, is it uh, this thing has moved at a glacial pace? I wish it was faster, but we can't complain when stuff happens and we cover it. Right. What do we going to do? Ignore it? I'm going to explain to you what I think is going on. Um, for those of you who are relatively new listeners who may have missed some, missed some of our earlier shows about the devastating role of the Clinton Foundation um, in this entire debacle. Okay, uh, today's show brought to you by our buddies at 23andMe. Hey, I just got mine back, Joe. I don't know if you know this. Um, I got to get you to take one of these. This is pretty interesting. Right. 23andMe, uh, it's super easy to do. You just uh, you basically just spit in this container. You send it back, and they send you back this gene profile. And I found out, Joe, that I actually have a little bit of French in me, too, which I was totally unaware of. Hmm. Uh, yeah, you believe that? Hmm. So, parlez-vous français? Oui, oui. I was, <laughs> I was unaware of that. Also, I found out that this is pretty cool. I have some kind of like very unique athlete's muscle type. No, I'm not kidding, which I was like, yeah, all right. I'm going to advertise that. You know, look at that. Dan Bongino, super uh, elite muscle type guy. So it was pretty cool. I came over in my report. (laughs) 23andMe is named for the 23 pair of chromosomes that make up your DNA. It's a personal genetic service that helps you understand what your DNA can tell you about you and your family story. As your loved ones get together this Thanksgiving, Discover more about your genetic connections you share. Did you inherit your, you know, muscle type from your mom, your dad? Do you have some kind of ancestry you're unaware of at this point? How much is your DNA compared to your brothers and sisters? 23andMe allows you to see how your DNA breaks out over the 150 plus regions worldwide. Trace parts of your ancestry to a specific group of individuals from a thousand plus years ago. Discover how much Neanderthal DNA you inherited. Joe, that could be for you. Opt in and connect with DNA relatives and find other 23andMe customers who share your DNA and ancestry. It's easy to do. Simply spit in the tube. I did it. Provide in your 23andMe kit. Register your sample to your 23andMe account. In a few weeks, receive your personalized online report. Folks, this is really, it was fascinating. With 23andMe, you get an overview of the diverse group of people who share your DNA. Find them. All right. Now, through Thanksgiving, 23andMe Ancestry Service Kits are available for only $49 per kit when you purchase two or more. That's 50% off the regular price of $99 this holiday. Order your 23andMe Ancestry Kit at 23andMe.com slash Bongino. That's the number 23, 23andMe.com slash Bongino, 23andMe. 
Facebook.com slash Bongino to get 50% off uh, the regular kit price of $99 if you buy two or more kits. Go check it out. Okay. Um, Yeah. So, sorry. It's got all these papers everywhere, folks. um, I get a little overwhelmed at times with papers. Papers, (laughs) papers. Here's what's going on with the Clintons. So, Maggie Haberman of the New York Times, who I immediately discount. It's not personal. I just know she's a an insider um, who's been used by Democrat campaigns before to paint flattering portraits of Democrats. Uh, Maggie Haberman writes for the New York Times, put out a piece yesterday. Joe, breaking news! Breaking news! Donald Trump may have tried to pressure the Department of Justice to look into the Clinton Foundation and, and his political opponents. Um, so... Yeah, I went on Fox News last night. I debated my good friend uh, Juan Williams, who was was wrong last night, though, and I had a I had a you know get on him a little bit. Juan took offense at this. He could not believe that uh, there's an allegation out there that Donald Trump may have asked, uh, according to this Maggie Haberman New York Times story, may have asked the Department of Justice to look into this. Uh, he was so uh, offended. So I said to him, Juan, uh, that's kind of incredible, considering the fact the Obama administration actually did target its political enemies. Through the use of spies, right, yeah. uh, through the use of this whole targeting scheme, the Spygate. Uh, uh, yeah, oh, thanks, bud. Uh, through this, uh, the Spygate scheme and everything else. I, I just find it I, uh, unbelievably ironic that Democrats are now upset about the fact that political targeting, alleged political targeting, uh, may have gone on, yet they ignore the fact that the Obama administration actually did target the Trump team. Hmm. We know that. We know they were spied on. We know there was a FISA warrant issued. None of this is even in dispute. Now, I want to tell you what's really going on here. The Haberman story to me is 100% clearly an effort by Clinton insiders and Democrats to run interference before major breaking news about the corruption of the Clinton Foundation gets out there. Uh, pay attention. Walk with. Walk. Let me walk you through this because you got to get this. All right. This is how the Democrats work. Maggie Haberman is one of their one of their people, right? She writes for the New York Times. Now, if you remember, there was a WikiLeaks dump a while ago of inside Clinton, uh, Cheryl Mills, Nick Merrill, Clinton insiders. They were emailing each other uh, during the presidential campaign. WikiLeaks dumped a lot of these documents. And one of the WikiLeaks emails from these Clinton insiders to each other was about Maggie Haberman, who at the time I think was at Politico or so she wasn't. I don't think she was at the New York Times at the time. But let me quote what was said about Maggie Haberman amongst Clinton insiders. That she, quote, we can tee up stories for her. No, we tee up stories for her, and we have never been disappointed. In other words, insinuating, which is by the coverage Maggie Haberman seems to have provided uh, against Donald Trump, it seems to me clear as day that this is right. In other words, Clinton insiders see her as a reporter favorable to their interests where they can, quote, tee up stories. And they also, quote, have never been disappointed. All right. All right. All right. right. So you got step one. Step one, the Clinton orbit now smells that people are on to them in the DOJ about what happened at the Clinton Foundation. Step two, find a favorable reporter that they know they can work with. We know Haberman has been a target of them in the past because we've seen their emails. Find a favorable reporter to preemptively write a story about Donald Trump asking about uh, a special counsel for the Clinton Foundation. Now, I want to be clear on this. The story, even as it's written, is a nothing burger, a big nothing burger. It's, It's bread, pickles and ketchup with no actual ground beef. 
The story is that Trump asked about it, but never followed through. Even his lawyer, Don McGahn, has issued a statement saying, hey, listen, this Trump, he was never pressured to, to, um, to get a special counsel or to, or to ask for a special counsel about these two cases. Right. Are we clear on that? Okay. In other words, what Donald Trump talks about is not in any way illegal. He, by the way, he's the head of the executive branch. The unitary executive theory. He can ask for a look for an investigation to whatever he wants. It may not be politically savvy, but it's not illegal. Donald Trump thinks something's going on. He's free to ask about it, but he never followed through. Are we clear on this? The Obama administration actually followed through in targeting the Trump team yep. through the use of spies and a FISA warrant. We know that. Unmaskings and other things. That happened. Now the Democrats, again, oh, this is what makes me sick about the, the these horrifying swamp losers in D.C. and the Democrat Party. They know what they did. These are corrupt, filthy, disgusting people. And what do they do? They turn around and blame Trump for exactly what they did, knowing the compliant media and Maggie Haberman types will run stories on it. So they out this story in advance. Why would they do that? Think. Think about this. Why would they want a story planted in the New York Times about Donald Trump creating political pressure to look into Hillary? Why would they want that out now? I know you know, Armacost. Yes. Because when the story does come out about what's going on and the investigation into the Clinton Foundation, however far along it is or isn't, they want to be able to look back to that New York Times article by Haberman and say, hey, look, look, this was all political. It was in the New York Times in November of 2018. This is all political. Yep. Listen to me, please. If anybody in, 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 in any position of influence in D.C. is listening, plow through this. Do not be dissuaded at all. Do not turn around. Do not U-turn. Do not be afraid of insider hacks like Maggie Haberman. She has been used by the Democrat Party before, and they have, quote, never disappointed her, to, quote, tee up stories. She is doing this, and they are writing the story, her and I think Michael Schmitz, the co-author. They are doing this for one reason and one reason only. It is clear as day to establish a predicate that any information that comes out from this point on about the Clinton Foundation and their corruption will not be the result of actual criminality or corruption, Joe, but it'll only be the result of political influence by Donald Trump. Right, 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 right. I hope you see this. Mm -hmm. This is a, this is what I love about it. This is what I, I get paid to dig through the morass and to give you the lead first. This is a setup. It is meant to scare off Trump administration officials, Department of Justice administration officials, people who are looking into systemic corruption i believe in the clinton foundation it is meant to dissuade them and scare them up the old old school term is poisoning the well yes poison yes. there you go poisoning the well damn right that is exactly what they're doing plow through plow through this do not be afraid listen listen we cannot have justice be blind to democrats we have got to plow through. These are not, if corruption happened, it doesn't matter if you have a D or an R in front of your name. It must be investigated for, for, in, for fidelity to the cause in the constitutional republic. We cannot have one side, the Democrats, constantly get a free pass while the Republicans and Donald Trump are subjected to endless, malicious, nonsensical investigations and the weaponization of government against them. We can't have it. Now, you may say, Dan, because I think Joe is the audience ombudsman. We're clear so far, right? Yes, we are. Dan. This is a preemptive story to scare off 
scare off people in the administration from moving forward with what I believe the New York Times, others, and the liberals understand is systemic corruption within the Clinton Foundation. Now, some of you are new to the show. So you may not be familiar with what exactly the Clinton Foundation did. A lot of you've heard rumors. A lot of you've heard innuendo. You know that Hillary's always had some shady stuff going on here and there. But you don't understand the specifics. Now, this part's going to read like a little bit of a crime drama. A lot of this is in my book, by the way, Spygate. If you want to pick it up, it's all in there. And again, I'm, you know, it's the holidays. I don't mean to be selling your book. I'm just telling you for your, you know, if you'd like to, my book contains all this information. It's all footnoted too. It reads like a police file. But I'm going to give you, if you don't feel like buying it, that's fine. I'm going to give you the Reader's Digest version today of what's going on with the Clintons and why the Democrats are in a panic. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is all about Skolkovo. Now, regular listeners may remember this. The Clinton Foundation and Hillary Clinton, while she was the Secretary of State, there was a Russian Silicon Valley type project that was uh, the Russians wanted off the ground desperately. It was called the Skolkovo Project. The Skolkovo Project was being pushed heavily by Hillary Clinton. Again, it was a Russian technology corridor designed to take uh, high-tech industries and move them over to Russia. Now, why uh, why Hillary Clinton would be advocating for this um, is, is puzzling, considering the fact that Hillary and the Democrats have been insisting to us for a long time that the Russians are this, you know, which, by the way, they are, are the archenemy of the United States and tried to collude to win our election. But remember, Hillary Clinton was a strong advocate for this. I have articles in the show notes today from John Solomon that are older. They're from October of last year, but I want you to read them in the Hill. Remember, John Solomon knows the whole story, folks. I'm telling you. It's all about Skolkovo, about how Hillary Clinton is on the record advocating strongly for this Skolkovo project. Okay? Remember what we're talking about. We're talking about corrupt influence that the Russians tried to influence Hillary Clinton to get this done, right? The Skolkovo project, folks, was was disguised as a technology, uh, again, Silicon Valley type thing in Russia. What was Skolkovo really? Well, according to United States government intelligence insiders, Skolkovo was nothing more than an effort by the Russians to steal our most sensitive technology to use it in weapons technology. And according to a piece in the Daily Caller where they cite an insider on this, technology stolen via Skolkovo and its operations may have been used in the development of a hypersonic missile which can defeat our, a, lot of, a lot of our anti-missile technologies. Think about what I just told you. Hillary Clinton advocated openly for the Russians to be able to open this technology corridor in Russia the technology corridor based on U.S. intelligence assets was not for technology at all. It was for the theft of technology, which may have been used in the development of a deadly missile, which can defeat certain U.S. anti-missile technologies. Hillary's team and Hillary advocated for this. Oh, it gets better. The Russians now have been outed as trying to influence Hillary Clinton. To get a lobbying operation up against her. Mm-hmm. Who was the head of the Skolkovo project? The head of the Skolkovo project was a man named Victor Vexelberg. Victor Vexelberg, his company Renovo, had donated between fifty and $100,000 to the Clinton Foundation. 
Vexelberg. Let me, let me read this. Hold on. I want to find this because this is important. Here. This is great. This is from a, a Washington Examiner piece. So Victor Vexelberg, an ally of Putin, who is the president of the Skolkovo Foundation. Again, this project designed to steal technology from the United States to use in military applications against us. Hillary's advocating for it. And the president of it, fascinatingly enough, wants to meet with Bill Clinton. Mark Meadows, solid, strong, conservative Republican congressman from North Carolina, now wants John Huber, the United States attorney assigned to investigate all this, to testify up on Capitol Hill a day after my birthday, December 5th. That's mm. why all this is news. I'm not just bringing this up randomly. That broke yesterday. That story's in the show notes, too. What Meadows wants to know what is going on with the investigation to the Clinton Foundation. I didn't mean to bury the lead. I'm telling you, I think the government already knows this. I think there's significant progress in a corruption investigation into the Clinton Foundation, and that's why Haberman's writing that story. There you go. Haberman's writing a story to run preemptive interference, and as Joe said, poison the well. Right. Now, here's what they're hiding. Hillary has this dealings with Skolkovo and Vexelberg from the Washington Examiner. Beginning in May 2010, Amitabh Desai, a Clinton Foundation employee who acted as a frequent liaison to the State Department on behalf of Bill Clinton, asked agency officials if they had any objections to the former president's plan to meet with a handful of Russian executives on an upcoming swing through the country. A swing where he was paid $500,000 by a Russian bank heavily involved in the Rosatom purchase of Uranium One. Oh, hold on. We haven't even gotten to that yet. Here's the email from this Clinton uh, Foundation employee. To the State Department, where Hillary's working, by the way, would State have concerns about William uh, Jefferson Clinton seeing any of these folks? He uses WJC as initials. Desai wrote on May 14, 2010, using Clinton's initials. Vexelberg's name appeared on the list of Russian businessmen. Oh, 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 here we go. After receiving no, no reply, Desai asked senior members of the Hillary Clinton staff again. 10 days later for their thoughts on Bill Clinton's proposed meetings. On June 3rd, 2010, Desai said he and former and the former president urgently needed feedback about what he described as a possible trip to Russia. Isn't that special? Then Jake Sullivan gets involved, a noted Hillary insider, telling State, hey, what's up with this? Renaissance Capital, a bank involved in the purchase of our uranium assets by Russian, uh, a Russian-connected firm Rosatom. A Russian investment bank then paid Clinton $500,000 for the Russian speech he went over there for. The State Department had given its approval for the trip just two days after Bill Clinton's office filed its request. Here we go. The former president's travel to Russia for the speech and potential meetings with Vexelberg and others came as Hillary Clinton's State Department labored to drum up interest in the technology sharing project led by Vexelberg called Skolkovo. <laughs> Oh, this story is the absolute worst. You know, one of the things I like about this show is I love telling stories. Really, I do. I enjoy yeah, it. I know you do. You know, I've yeah. been watching the Clinton Affair and A&E, and there's nothing like a story, a good narrative from start to finish, a page turner, one you can't turn off. Yeah. The troubling part about this story, Joe, is it's real. It has protagonists, antagonists, plot twists, plot turns, deep connections. Folks, I'm not even done yet. So let's establish where we've been. 
Mark Meadows, a Republican congressman who is an absolute bulldog and a good guy, is now calling on the United States attorney assigned to investigate the Clinton Foundation. We haven't heard much from John Huber. He's saying, hey, buddy, I want you up on the Hill December 5th to report your progress. At the same time, that breaks, show. Whoa. Isn't that convenient? The same time. At the same time? Wow. How did that happen? At the same time that story breaks, Maggie Haberman, noted Clinton insider who they love, according to their own emails, not mine. They love her. She tees up stories. Releases a story saying, hey, any investigation into the Clintons will be political. Wow. What a what a coincidence that is. As Joe said, poisoning the well. Hmm? What could they be hiding? Oh, maybe the fact that the Clintons and the Clinton Foundation were in constant contact about meetings between Bill Clinton, the eponymously named Clinton Foundation head, Bill Clinton taking trips over to Russia, a trip where he got $500,000 from a Russian bank involved in the financing of the deal between Rosatom and Uranium One, where the Russians bought our uranium. The bank that paid Clinton was involved in that deal. Oh, nothing to see there, folks. And on the same trip, he wants to meet with Victor Vexelberg, the head of the Skolkovo Foundation, that's alleged by American intelligence to be a Silicon Valley-type Russian project to steal high-tech military information to use against us that Hillary Clinton supported. Clinton's meeting with people on the same trip. Oh, and, and he donates fifty dollars to $100,000 to the Clinton Foundation through Renova Group, their people. The Renova Group, I should say, that he's he runs. Folks, do you, I mean, is it uh, is this sinking in how devastating the scandal is? It seems weird a little bit. A little bit, Pee Wee. A little bit. Uh, a good fellas, right? No, no, Billy. You insulted him a little bit. We got to get that cut too from <laughs> yeah, Goodfellas, right in the bar. No, no, drinks are on the house. On the house. They're on the house. <laughs> Folks, it gets worse. Oh, no. No, no, it does, Joe. It gets worse. Um, I'm, I'm not even done yet. So I just want to tie up the Vexelberg thing. Hillary had pushed and advocated for this, a project that was designed to steal our military secrets. They are hiding this. Her husband requested via email through his people to meet with the guy running the project that stole our military secrets while the people involved in the project were donating to the Clinton Foundation. Do you believe this? Folks, 17 of the 20 plus companies, American tech companies and global tech companies that were involved in the Skolkovo project to go over to Russia that was designed to steal our secrets. 17 of those companies were heavy donors to who? The Clinton Foundation. This thing stinks. It is always stunk. This is the genesis of the entire Russian collusion hoax. The Democrats, these hacks and these goons up on the hill and their media buddies covering for them know full well there is a very real, substantive, very dangerous Russian collusion uh, a controversy out there that they don't want anybody to look into. I'm telling you right now, it has absolutely nothing to do with Donald Trump. 
Nothing. This has everything to do with Hillary Clinton's deep, substantive ties. This was not tangential nonsense. To Russian players involved in theft of our military secrets, theft of our technology, influence operations. I've got more on that, too. The Russians, how they remember the Anna Chapman case, the redheaded Russian spy that made all the news. Oh, Mm -hmm. is more. All right. I'll get to that in a second. Let me add. Pay for the show. Very generous sponsors. Folks, We the People Holsters, best holsters out there. I can't think of a finer gift for the, the, the owner of firearms in your house or you yourself right around the holidays. They're made in America, We the People Holsters. They are beautiful. They are absolutely beautiful. I love them. I got a free one a while back. It is my favorite holster. The nice part about We the People Holsters, too, is unlike these cheapo kind of $10 in the pants holsters you see in the in the buff stores, the police stores, which I had one of those. You can't adjust them. They're really super uncomfortable. The firearm rubs up against your the, the iliac crest and your hip bone, and it's really annoying. Uh, you don't need that. You want to be able to adjust it. Well, with We the People holsters, you can adjust the can and the ride. So you can adjust the, and, and make it fit perfectly for your body. Not only that, you can adjust the tension in the holster as well. You like the firearm a little more snug? Fine. You just tighten the screw. It's real simple. Same thing with the can and the ride. Just turn the screw. You want it a little looser in there? Fine. Just turn the screw in the other direction. It's that simple. They are made in the United States. They use their own uh, precision molds. They don't use third-party molds. They make their own molds. They measure every single firearm down to every nook and cranny. It is a beautiful, gorgeous-looking holster. They have designs that change all the time. They have the Constitution, thin blue line design. You check them out. They have designs for women. Uh, and it will fit your firearm with precision. It is a thing of beauty. You will love it. I promise you the feedback on this product is amazing. I can't think of a better gift for that firearm owner in your household. Now, here's where it gets good. The pricing just starts at, it starts at just $34. But and not only does it come with a lifetime guarantee and free shipping, if you use promo code Dan at wethepeopleholsters.com, that's wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. I'm sorry, wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan if you want to give the show credit. We the people holsters.com slash Dan use promo code Dan. You'll get $10 off. That means that the holster will be just $24 with free shipping for your first one. We the people holsters.com slash Dan. These are gorgeous, gorgeous holsters. You're going to love it. It makes a really unbelievable gift. They have tons of models they are updating them all the time. Uh, and the precision fit is just a thing of beauty. Go check it out. We the people holsters.com slash Dan use promo code Dan get $10 off. That's $24 only for your first holster. You can't beat that. Okay. Now, in case you think, ladies and gentlemen, because some of you may be saying out there, if you're liberal or you're a media person who, well, I just said the same thing twice, right? Or if you're someone in the media, not all media, but most, unfortunately, people in the media, you may be saying, okay, so what's the problem? The Clinton Foundation took money uh, from people and companies that were involved in a Russian project to steal our technology. Yeah, no big deal. There was no malicious intent. People take money. Right? Joe, Joe, you got, oh, gosh, we got to get this video up. I'm trying. <laughs> we're working at a we're feverish pace. It. I promise you. Joe and I got a lot of things going on. You miss, you're missing his face right now. You may just say, oh, money changes hands in politics all the time. This is right. no big deal. All right, let's go back to the John Solomon piece in the- <laughs> from last year in October. Quote, as Hillary Clinton was beginning her job as President Obama's chief diplomat, federal agents observed as multiple arms of Vladimir Putin's machine unleashed an influence campaign designed to win access to the new Secretary of State her husband, Bill Clinton, and members of their inner circle. Uh, according to who, Joe? Joe Armacost, Dan Bongino, Joey Bag of Donuts, Jay's <laughs> Abacus? No, according <laughs> to interviews and once sealed FBI records. FBI, FBI records. I'm not making this up. 
Read the Solomon piece. It's old. It is worth your time. Because I hear this a lot now amongst media types and debating with my liberal friends. You have no evidence that the Clinton Foundation did anything wrong. No, no, we have a lot of evidence. We have sealed FBI records indicating that the Russians and Putin were trying to influence Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton while she was at the State Department, while simultaneously accepting money from people involved in deals we now know were corrupt. Boom! Boom is right. Skolkovo for stealing our intelligence and the Uranium One deal for the Russians trying to get a monopoly over United States nuclear fuel. No, we know that. None of that's a mystery. It's all Joe's dabbing right now. This is this is a fact. Stop uh, stop whistling past the graveyard here. You have no evidence. No, you have no evidence. Trump colluded with the right. That I know. Yeah. I have a ton of evidence that there was a heavy influence operation against the Clintons that these Clinton, that they, these these greedy Clintons played right into the hands of. There's more. Some of the activities FBI agents gathered evidence about in 2009, 2010 were covert and illegal. Illegal for liberals who may be slow here. A female Russian spy posing as an American accountant, for instance, used a false identity to burrow her way into the employ of a major Democratic donor in hopes of gaining intelligence on Hillary Clinton's department records show. The spy was arrested and deported as she moved closer to getting inside the State Department, agents said. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this gets interesting. Some other activities were perfectly legal and in plain view, such as when a subsidiary of Russian state-controlled nuclear energy company hired a Washington firm to lobby the Obama administration. At the time it was hired, the firm was providing hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in free uh, free pro bono support to Bill Clinton's global charity initiative, and it legally helped the Russian company secure federal decisions that led to billions in new U.S. commercial business, nuclear commercial business. So think about what's going on here. They have both a spying operation an illegal operation to insert Russians into the Clinton orbit, into their sphere of friends and influencers, while simultaneously using a legal operation to not only lobby the Obama administration, but at the exact same time, pay off the Clintons through a bunch of free pro bono work and legal services they provide to the Clinton Global Initiative. And you're accusing the Trump team of collusion? Are you for real? Now, do you see what's going on? Do you see the distraction? I got more. I'm not done. Why do I bring up this story from Solomon today? Folks, I'm not going to say how or why it would be. I have a certain omerta and it wasn't anything. If I knew anything illegal, I would tell you I'm not obligated to keep criminal activity, nor would I ever secret. But there is an omerta from my time in my prior line of work. One of the people mentioned in Solomon's piece that a the Anna Chapman, uh, uh, what is it, Cynthia Murphy ring of Russian spies, um, according to the piece, one of the people they were trying to influence and gain access to was a man named Alan Patrikov. I'm going to tell you how I know or why I know this, but Alan Patrikov is a very, very close friend of Bill and Hillary Clinton. Folks, why there have been no entrepreneurial media types outside of good reporters like John Solomon and a few others 
who have looked into the massive Russian influence operation into the Hillary Clinton sphere is one of the great, disgusting, filthy, grotesque travesties of our time. I'm telling you for a fact, from personal experience, the Clintons and the Patrikov family are tight. Thick as thieves. Now, you got to read the story about what the influence operation against Patrikov was. Patrikov and his defense in the piece uh, emailed the State Department and realized he was being targeted by people. I'm not alleging he's done anything wrong. He was targeted by a lot of people are targeted by Russians. Carter Page was targeted by Russians. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying to you is you think the Clintons, after being told that their inner sphere was being targeted by the Russians, wouldn't have been dumb enough to send Bill over to Russia to collect $500,000 from a bank involved in the purchase of our uranium. But my experience with the Clintons is they are greedy. They are greedy. They care about the money. The country comes second. Oh, you don't like that? That's too sensitive for you? Too bad. They are all about the dough and power. That is it. Sell out anybody to get power. Their own friend was being targeted by a deported, prosecuted Russian spy we shipped out of the country. And what does he do? He goes over to Russia, collects 500000 from a Russian bank trying to buy our uranium. And meets with the guy who's the head of a Russian technology project that our own intelligence community said is stealing sensitive technology to make missiles to try to kill us. That's a conspiracy theory. Really? What part of it? The FBI that deported the spy that was trying to connect with people in the Clinton orbit? That part? What, that's all made up? What, the $500,000 check Bill Clinton actually cast from the Russian bank that was actually involved in the purchase of a uranium? Or, or the meeting? The emails his people, Clinton, sends to the State Department to try to set up a meeting from the head of the Skolkovo Foundation that actually exists? That our own intel actually said was a Russian project to steal our technology? Oh, that one? What part of that's the conspiracy or the theory? It's not a theory if it actually happened. I don't theorize that Joe's last name is Armacost. It actually is Armacost. Oh, this is... Will anybody in the media look into this? Anyone? Anybody? Maggie Haberman, while you're busy writing cover pieces and, quote, teeing up stories for your Democrat friends, are you even remotely interested why the Trump administration would be concerned about any of this? Joe, now do you understand why this Trump story is, it's not, this is a zero. This is a non-story. Right. I don't care if Donald Trump knows this, which he probably does, and says to his DOJ, hey, are we looking into this or what? We got the Russians trying to buy influence into our State Department. Spies being caught and deported. Folks, have you, Joe, seriously, uh, have you heard any of this before? Outside, I know you remember some of it, but some of this is new. Have you heard any of this before? Nah, this this isn't on the mainstream media's uh, target board, no. No, no, Nowhere. No. Nowhere. They don't care. Maggie Haberman is too busy running preemptive poison the well pieces to stop any investigation into the Clintons because it's all about Skolkovo. Actually, it's not all about Skolkovo. It's about Skolkovo and then some. 
folks, this is not just about the Clintons. The grift game was strong among the Democrats. Strong. The foreign lobbying influence operation, not just through actual Russian spies inserting themselves into the Clinton orbit, which we know about. Read the Solomon piece. We know of it actually happened. The influence operation from uh, providing free legal services to the Clinton Foundation, the Clinton Global Initiative, excuse me, while simultaneously trying to influence the Obama administration actually happened. There's no question that an FBI source admitted in the uh, 10X case, the precursor to the Uranium One case, a, a, uh, an FBI source paid $50,000 by the FBI, so he was credible. They cashed the check for him. Admitted that the Russians were trying to influence the, uh, the, uh, the, the United States government when the Clinton was in the State Department. They admit this is not a mystery. But it wasn't just Hillary. Let me point out to you another connection the Clintons and the Clinton Foundation has that has become increasingly suspicious over the last six or seven months that you may have forgotten about. Remember the name Victor Pinchuk? Yeah, you remember Pinchuk, right? Joe Pink, uh, Pinchuk's a Ukrainian. Yeah. Victor Pinchuk, for some bizarre reason, that, that I, and I couldn't figure it out at the time when this happened, but when we got a bunch of these emails released, uh, people who were Clinton insiders started running from Pinchuk like crazy. And whenever the, the, the Clintons start running away from someone, you know they're about to sell them out or they're about to be exposed or something. So the backstory to this is an email gets released where on that email, this guy, Victor Pinchuk, this wealthy Ukrainian who owns a steel company, Interpipe, right? Pinchuk was invited to dinner over at Hillary Clinton's private residence. Now, again, my past experience, ladies and gentlemen, this does not happen if you are not a close insider or confidant. You do not walk into Hillary's private residence. You just don't, unless you know them and they are comfortable with you. You may get invited to an informal State Department meeting, but only the closest of people get invited to the private dinners. We know he was invited to the private dinner because we have an email. We have an email indicating Pinchuk was invited. Now, when questioned about Pinchuk later, and I'll tell you why the Clintons were, and I haven't gotten to that yet, but this is important. When questioned later, right now I'm trying to emphasize that the Clintons were running away from this guy, which should scare everyone. What was the connection? They disavowed any knowledge. Oh, no, no, Mrs. Clinton doesn't really know Pinchuk. Really? Because we have the email of her inviting him over the house. So we kind of, the staffers indicate, the staff email is crystal clear. He was invited over her house. So if you can explain to me how that happened exactly, I'm all ears. But they don't know each other, apparently. Why were they running from Pinchuk? Pinchuk made a, uh, according to multiple reports, a $25 million donation to the Clinton Foundation. Million, not thousand. Upwards of $25 million Pinchuk made to the Clinton Foundation. Pinchuk is on the board of directors of the Atlantic Council, an operation that's been called out repeatedly for trying to influence the United States government not through lobbying, but from doing it through think tanks. In other words, so they don't have to register as lobbyists and stuff. People have been criticized, groups like the Atlantic Council and others, it's not just about them, for uh, getting them and inserting themselves into think tanks, getting papers written. In other words, trying to influence the United States government where foreign operators can pay money and kind of evade a lot of FARA stuff, a lot of foreign agency, uh, foreign agent registration act stuff. Please understand what I'm saying. 
not just the Atlantic Council and others, have been called out repeatedly by people, good government groups that are looking for a better, more efficient government for saying, hey, if you're a foreign government and you are going to lobby or try to influence the United States government, fine, that's perfectly legal, but you're going to have to register and you're going to have to register as a lobbyist so the US, uh, the U.S. citizens know. Good deal, right? I think everybody can agree. Yeah. We're not saying you can't do it. We're just saying, given the gravity of what you're trying to do, it's only fair that the United States uh, citizens who are voting on this stuff understand who's lobbying who and why. Now, a big controversy has gener- been generated over the last couple of decades about these groups, the Atlantic Council and others that, you know, use policy papers and other things through think tanks and get get these big payouts from foreign governments as a way to evade lobbying requirements. Are we clear on that, Joe? In other words, yeah. foreign governments get influence, but they mm-hmm. don't have to. Ha- nobody knows about it. Mm-hmm. This, and this has been, by the way, this has been a bipartisan thing. I'm not only indicating this was Democrats. Let me be clear on that. Right, right, right. I want to yeah. be fair and honest about this with you. What's the problem with Pinchuk? And why did Hillary run from Pinchuk? And their dinner date. Pinchuk's on the board of the Atlantic Council. The Atlantic Council has been accused of this very thing. On the board of the Atlantic Council are some very, very suspicious players involved in this entire made-up Spygate, Russian collusion, hoax, folks. Pinchuk sat on the board of the Atlantic Council with Dmitry Alperovich, the CEO of CrowdStrike, which is the company that came in, looked at the hacked DNC computers and said, the Russians did it. The Russians did it, despite never providing any actual hard evidence that the Russians actually did it. Listen to what I'm telling you, please, please. This is super important. This is, I think, what Mark Meadows knows, and this is why he wants Huber up on the hill December 5th to say what is going on with this stuff. The DNC computers get hacked. It is the bedrock of the Russian collusion case the liberals think they have against Trump. They think Donald Trump or someone on the team knew that the Russians hacked the DNC and released the emails before the election to influence the election, and he did it in conjunction with the Trump team. Folks, there's no evidence of that at all. Matter of fact, there's very little at this point hard evidence that the Russians were the one were the ones that hacked the DNC. They may have. How do I know that? Because folks, the FBI has never taken custody of the actual servers, which Jim Comey himself has indicated in congressional testimony is the preferred way to do business on these hacking cases. The FBI has not looked into those servers. They had this guy's company, CrowdStrike, Alperovich, who sits on the board with Pinchuk, a friend of Clinton's, they had Alperovich go in there and look at him, and it's his company that said the Russians did it. Do you understand that? There's a bedrock of the whole collusion case. If the Russians didn't hack the server, how the heck could they have colluded with Donald Trump to get the hacked emails out? They didn't hack the server. Now, we don't know that, but we don't know that because the FBI has not been let in to view the actual servers. But CrowdStrike has where the CEO sits on the board with a friend of Hillary's that gave $25 million to the Clinton Foundation. Who else is on the board? Oh, Evelyn Farkas. Remember Evelyn Farkas? The lady from the MSNBC interview. I know Joe knows because we keep the clip handy all the time. The Mm -hmm. MSNBC interview says, hey, uh, right before, right after Trump's elected, she's like, yeah, we ran up to the Hill and we got all this information up there about Trump and the Russians because we didn't know how much the uh, Trump was going to was going to try to make go away. What information about Trump and the Russians? You talking about the CrowdStrike stuff? And the Russian hack you can't prove? What, What exactly did you send up to Capitol Hill, Evelyn? 
The greatest slip of all time on MSNBC, that interview. An Obama administration Defense Department official on MSNBC actually admitting they shuttled classified information up to the Hill about Trump and his alleged Russian collusion. She said it. But they never said what the information was. Was it the dossier? Was it the Alperovich CEO of CrowdStrike? Was it their CrowdStrike's report on the DNC servers? Doesn't only end there, folks. These can you listen to this show twice? Because this is what's about to come out. Now, whether it comes out legally, I'm not suggesting to you anymore. I've I've lost a lot of faith, sadly, in a lot of what's going on in the DOJ. I'm suggesting to you that Mark Meadows knows this, and so do what a lot of Republican politicians who understand the deep corruption and the fact that here's the uh, the lead on this one. Everybody knows each other. Farkas, Pinchuk, Alperovich sit on the board. Pinchuk is a friend and a donor to the Clinton Foundation. They all know each other, all these people. Who else is on that board? Jim Clapper. I'm suggesting to you that good, strong conservative politicians in D.C. understand what's going on. They want answers from Huber and the Justice Department now if this stuff is being investigated. You can email me all you want. I put my email out and I appreciate your feedback. I honestly do. I enjoy reading it. Yeah, it is 620. You're right. You're darn right it is. But folks, I just want you to have a realistic outlook about what's going on. Don't tell me nothing's going on. Tell me I don't like the pace of it. You're right. I'm with you. I agree. You and I are soulmates on that. The pace of the investigation into the Clinton's corruption is disgusting. I get it. I'm with you. But don't tell me nothing's going on. It is Republican politicians understand what's happening here. Now, there's one more connection. One more read to do. I want to bring up one other connection here with the Atlantic Council, where Pinchuk sits on the board. A unbelievable connection that is so brazen that now you're going to understand why the Democrats and, and the Maggie Haberman types at the New York Times are desperate to make this entire story I told you go away. Don't go anywhere. All right, finally, today's show brought to you by one of my favorite sponsors because I love my mother-in-law's dogs and they love this food. They think it's the greatest thing ever. Dog food companies claim to use natural ingredients, but what kind of beef or carrots can sit in a paper bag for a year? Gross. We can't eat processed food for every meal and be our healthiest and neither can your dog. We love our dogs. We're part of the family. Introducing the farmer's dog. Love them. The company helping dogs live long and healthy lives with nutritious, fresh, ready-to-serve dog meals delivered directly to your door. Listen, clever marketing's convinced Americans to feed the unhealthy kibble and junk and a bunch of mush to their dogs. Farmer's dog is different. Here's what you do. I did it for Baby and Linda, my mother-in-law's two dogs who I love. They're so great. I love those dogs. Complete a short online quiz and a vet-developed plan is created just for your dog. The food arrives at your door in pre-portioned packs, ready to open and pour. It's easy, and it looks and smells like real food. You know why it does, Joe? Let me give you a hint. Because it is real food. It's real food, and food matters. uh, Studies show that adding fresh food to your dog's diet can reduce some cancers by close to 90%. Feed your dog better today. No more of that junk. That stuff's been sitting in, oh, it stinks when you open out of the garbage. This is real food. It smells delicious because it is real food. Try a week free at thefarmersdog.com slash Dan. 
Plus, get free shipping. Get your first week free at thefarmersdog.com slash Dan. Thefarmersdog.com slash Dan. Don't feed them any more of that garbage. My mother-in-law's dogs love this stuff. They go crazy. You got to see their... <laughs> it's so much fun to watch. Oh, boy. All right. Getting back to this. This is, Joe. This is... I'm loving this show every minute. Yeah, of I am too, man. Because I got emails. Like, Clinton found eight. We got to get them. Get them for what? I don't know. I forgot what you said in your show months ago. Here it is, all in one show. Spread it around. Share it on Reddit. Share it everywhere. Facebook. Here's what's going on with the Clinton Valley. Everything I said to you in this show is easily verifiable by anyone with access to the internet. None of this is a theory, and it is a conspiracy, but it certainly isn't a theory. So I said to you, one other thing I think they're running from is the connection with Pinchuk, who sits on the Atlantic Council. There's been some allegations that places like the Atlantic Council are really foreign lobbying operations designed to lobby people like Mrs. Clinton. We already know the Russians were trying to lobby and influence Mrs. Clinton in her circle. This is the big scandal. Who else partnered up with the Atlantic Council where Pinchuk's at, friend of Clinton's? A gas company called Burisma. B-U-R-I-S-M-A. Oh, just look it up, folks. Again, there's a conspiracy, all right, but none of this is theoretical. This gas company that partners up with the Atlantic Council, which is clearly trying to exert influence on U.S. policy, while people who sit on the board are directly connected to the Clintons. There's a guy with a famous last name we know gets a really big job, a nice little payday from Burisma to sit on their board. Who is it? Oh, Joe Biden's kid. Yeah, that's right. In one of the dumbest political moves in the history of humankind, Biden takes a trip overseas around the area. All of a sudden after that, Joe Biden's kid gets a board slot on this Burisma company that partners up with the Atlantic Council which has been uh, you know, involved in, in influencing U.S. policy for a long time, and other people who sit on the board are deep players in the entire Spygate scandal. And, <laughs> folks, this actually happened. This Just, stuff all happened. It is not a theory. It's not a coincidence. <laughs> it's not a coincidence. Joe Biden's kid works for the company or worked for the got a big, nice job with a gas company that partnered up with the Atlantic Council, whose board is populated with the people involved knee-deep in the Spygate scandal. Farkas, who ran information about Trump up, up, up to the Hill, or at least acknowledged it happened. The technology company that made the allegations that the Russians hacked the server, despite the FBI never looking at the servers. Clapper was on the board. Pinchuk is on the board, who has dinner apparently with Hillary, donated $25 million to the foundation. They all know each other, ladies and gentlemen, every one of them. They are all involved in the same operation. This thing goes six feet deep and 2,000 yards wide. But nobody is even remotely interested and why Joe Biden's kid got an appointment on Burisma, who was partnered with the Atlantic Council? Why? Why did he get that? Does he have some special expertise in Ukrainian gas holdings? May have some expertise in gas. I don't know about Ukrainian gas holdings. This is Biden's kid. Pinchuk's having dinner with Hillary as he sits on the board with a bunch of the Spygate players at this Atlantic Council as charges are floating around about them trying to influence U.S. policy. 
a Russian spy who's deported, involved in that Chapman, Anna Chapman, the redheaded Russian spy network, is actively trying to influence Hillary Clinton through a friend I know she knows personally. This actually happened. Russians are providing legal services or Russian-influenced people free legal services to the Clinton uh, Global Initiative while trying to influence the Obama administration. A bank connected to the Uranium One Deal financing pays Bill $500,000 for a speech in Russia. On the same trip, his staffers are asking the State Department in a rush if it's okay that Bill can meet with the head of a Russian technology operation, Hillary-backed, that's accused of stealing American technology to de- uh, develop weapons to attack us. This actually happened. An FBI source paid by the FBI, not some Joey Bag of Donuts type, a paid source paid $50,000 by the FBI has given testimony that there was a heavy influence operation by the Russians designed to target Hillary. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the real Russian collusion scandal. The Russian, the source, uh, the FBI source I just spoke about, has also indicated that this Russian operation to influence Hillary and the Uranium One deal, which Hillary had to approve as part of the State Department, that the operation to target Hillary was also part of an operation by the Russians to help the Iranians rebuild their nuclear program. Now does the Obama-Iran deal make a little bit more sense and what they're covering up here? How much did the Obama administration know about Russian efforts to help the Iranians build a nuclear program, a country that chants death to America, while at the same time the Obama administration was advocating for an, uh, a deal to create essentially a runway to, a, to, a, uh, to an Iran nuclear program. Folks, you get it? Obama, I want the Iran deal. Why? Because he wanted to basically uh, counteract the influence of the uh, Saudi-Egyptian-Israeli um, uh, axis. Obama, the Obama administration couldn't stand Israel. So what do they do? They take the Shia path. They go down, they back the Iranians, even though the Iranians chant death to America on a daily basis. It's like you're waking up. Hi, honey. How are you today? The Iranian mullahs wake up. They go, hi, honey. Death to America. Yes, death to America. The Obama administration pushes for this deal. In order to hide the deal and the fact that the Russians are actually helping, according to this source, the Iranians build an actual nuke while the Obama administration's claiming publicly, no, no, the Iran deal is going to prevent a nuke. I want to know what the Obama administration knew about this FBI source that is claiming at the same time Obama is saying, no nukes for Iran, we got an Iran deal. The source is saying, no, no, the Russians are actually helping them build a nuke. The same source involved in the case, by the way, that is the precursor to the Uranium One case where we're selling the Russians nuclear fuel that Hillary had to approve, by the way. And who was the prosecutor? On that 10X Tenem deal, the precursor to the Uranium One case where the source told the FBI after being paid the Russians were building the Iran nuclear program, despite Obama saying, no, no, we're preventing the Iranians from getting a nuke. This is a great deal. Who was the lead prosecutor on that case? A United States attorney out of Maryland. You know what his name was? Rod Rosenstein. 
now Deputy Attorney General overseeing the Mueller probe into Donald Trump. Clean up all four. Bob Mueller, you come in here and you make sure all of this Hillary Clinton stuff, the Russians helping the Iranians, Obama wanting an Iranian nuke deal, despite knowing the Iranians are building a nuclear program with the Russians. Get all this FBI source stuff out. Get the Pinship stuff cleaned away. The Vexelberg and the Skolkovo project cleaned up. And do us a favor, Bob. You just keep your eyes on Donald J. Trump the entire time and make sure the American public thinks this is a Russian collusion scandal, not what it really was, which is a Hillary Clinton, Clinton Foundation, Bill Clinton collusion scandal with the Russians and the Iranians. People know this. There are good people up on the Hill who know this. They are desperately trying to get to the bottom of a massive operation to destroy our national security, pay off our enemies, rebuild their nuclear program, while all the time people within the United States government and their underlings were working for foundations that were getting rich off the entire process. That's the real scandal. And that's why Maggie Haberman wrote her piece. Oh, the Trump administration's pushing for prosecution of the Clinton family. They didn't actually follow through with it, but they better. The Department of Justice better follow through on this. Plow straight through these Haberman stories. Poison the well. Empty the well. This is wrong. All right, folks. I was going to cover some other stuff today, um, some other issues, but this was important. Please listen to this show. Please share it. Please put it on Facebook. Please tweet it. I, listen, I don't care about the downloads. We Really, the show does fine. We're, it's nice, and I appreciate the listenership. But I'm asking you to do it because what I've told you in this show are irrefutable facts. It is a conspiracy, but none of it is a theory. It is easily verifiable. The influence operation against the Clintons and the Obama administration is what they're really hiding here. And the more people that hear about it, maybe the more eyes will open up. Please read the show notes today, the Solomon piece, some of the other pieces I have in there that give some background and context to this case, and look this stuff up yourself if you doubt anything I'm telling you. All right, folks, I appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to record a show a little early tomorrow for Thanksgiving, but I will have a show for you. It'll be on some of the other stuff I wanted to get to today. There's a lot of other things actually going on, some newsy stuff, so I uh, don't want to leave you alone on Thanksgiving. If you're cooking, you can play the show on your Alexa, uh, your, your Google, uh, Google Home, uh, whatever it is, Google Home Robot, whatever the heck they call that thing. But uh, please subscribe to the show on iTunes. It's free. On iHeartRadio, you can follow. It helps us move up the charts. Uh, I really appreciate it, folks. Happy Thanksgiving. Love you all. Thanks for your attention today. This show is really important. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.